This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to Mix92.6.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, wouldn't it be great if there was an affordable way of getting people together to combat isolation, doing something to make us all a bit more positive about the world and helping nature at the same time? Well, there is. The Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust invites everyone to get involved in their Next Door Nature programme. Well, what's it all about? I asked Lee Ellis, Wilder Communities Officer at the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. Next Door Nature, it really does sound like a lovely cosy idea, but, but what's behind the Next Door Nature project? Well, the Trust as a whole has been taking a look at uh, how it interacts with people, bearing in mind that we've taken on board the initiative of rewilding 30% of the overall landscape by 2030. So we're looking at who comes to our reserves, who's accessing it, who even knows what the Wildlife Trust is and what they do. And what's been identified, and this is before I've come along, and realising that actually we're perhaps not as inclusive as we'd like to be. There are people who know about our reserves and they don't mind jumping in the car on whatever sort of day the weather's throwing at us, coming out to reserve and enjoying the beauty that is out there. But there are so many people who don't come for whatever reason, various reasons, such as, first of all, not knowing where the reserves are, not knowing that they even exist, you know, is it going to cost? You know, how are we going to get there? Because a lot of our places are tucked away and you, you can only really get there by car um, easily. I like to think that where there's a will, there's a way. But if you don't know you want to go there anyway, <laughs> why would you even bother? So that that's it, really. We, we realise that we, we need everybody's help to make our country, our surroundings, our planet, a better place to live in. And it, it, it's, um, it's essential that our survival is depending on this, you know, put it in, in the massive grand scheme of things. So on a local level, um, each trust um, was given some money from the National Lottery. Um, it was part of celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. So I'm I'm employed for for two years to to work on projects about raising awareness and talking to people who wouldn't normally go to a nature reserve, even think about it or think that they can in, indeed have any impact on nature. You know, climate emergency is such a massive thing that sometimes it's easier to just push it aside and think, I, I can't deal with this. I'm just one one small person. But actually, we all can. Wow. So some, some really huge ideas are encapsulated in this project, making nature accessible for everybody, getting everybody involved in the biodiversity crisis, in the climate crisis, making us all feel involved. And hopefully you're, you're doing this in, well, 
what, as I've said, something that sounds like quite a cosy little project. So my next question was going to be who this is aimed at, but it sounds like this is kind of aimed really at, at almost everybody. Yeah, absolutely right. It is aimed at everybody. Um, but we're particularly keen to talk with people who hadn't considered anything like this before. The, the, those people that feel that they're powerless to make any significant change. You know, many, many of us are, are working really hard to recycle things. You know, we're, we're doing what we can to separate out our glass and plastics and our composting. We've still not got that right. You know, it's still a working progress and great. And if that's all you do, that is fantastic. That's still a significant step. But we're also thinking about those people that perhaps, I don't know, they've got a job, they leave their house, they're flat every day, or maybe they're taking the children to school or they're whatever they're doing, their daily routine, to try and encourage them to see that somewhere in that really busy schedule, they can fit in something that will have a positive effect on the environment. And it could be something as simple as planting some wildflower seeds in a pot on your balcony. If that's all you've got, if you don't have a great big garden or you just got a small patch, you could just sow a few wildflower seeds, which would attract some bees and some insects. That small thing is possible. Now, it might be that you can go to I don't know, a a local store and and buy a packet of seeds quite cheaply. But there are also places that are giving seeds away. You could take advantage of the the Woodland Trust who are always giving away free tree saplings at this time of year. And that can be on a group level. So it could be your school that's doing it. You might go to a community centre and have a little, there's a coffee morning that meets once a week. It might be those people there that decide. It could be that you just get some trees and plant them in your garden again. And obviously the trust will advise on what the right sort of trees are. But that's free. That's my point, is it doesn't have to cost anything. There are ways. And my role and other wilder communities officers like myself, first of all, we're going round and we're putting the word wilder in front of everything we possibly can. Just to say, so we've got a wilder community. I'm working in wilder decorum. My colleagues in wilder Watford. We've got Wilder St Albans, um, which has been going on for a couple of years now. But it's about showing that anybody can do just a tiny thing. It might be that you've got an old washing up bowl. Did you know that you could just pop that in your garden or in your small space you've got? Put a few stones around it or something or bricks and, and make it into a little pond. You've only got to put some water in it. The life will find that water. You're, you're right. It is amazing, isn't it, actually, how that yeah. happens, particularly, actually, if you've got a summer like we had last year. Oh, my goodness. Wildlife was crying out for, just like you say, something as simple as a as just a, a washing up bowl in your garden. What great little ideas there. I did notice on your website where you talk about next door nature that a lot of the resources are to do with building communities around this. Why do you think that's so important? Well, <laughs> that's that's a good question. We're all part of some community or other. Wherever we have something in common with with someone else, that will be part. We'll be part of that community. So it, it could be we we go to a school together. We we share a belief. We share a faith. We share a passion in particular music. We, all those. There's something that will connect us, which makes us a community. 
my role is about looking at neighbourhood communities. So they're people that live in the same area. However, having said that, within that neighbourhood community, there are different offshoots of different communities. So it's quite complex. But most importantly, it's about me and my, my colleagues getting in touch with someone who's part of that community and just finding out what they think can be done that's useful. As we're, we're learning that it's, it's no good just you know, getting a bunch of funding, turning up somewhere and saying, hey, we think you need this. You need a great big duck pond in your community when actually perhaps that isn't what they need at all. And maybe that pond will be beautiful for the two years that my funding lasts, for example. But because the community weren't behind it, it's not going to be sustained. So it's really important that we're asking people, what do they want to see in their community? If it's a wildlife connection, if it's about the environment or nature, that's something that we can help with. If it's something else, like they're saying, well, we need another bus to this community, then I will signpost people. So we're working together as well with other agencies. Ultimately, we're all alone because we all live inside our own heads. <laughs> but we have to, we interact with other people and we live as part of these different communities and we belong to more than one community. We're a piece of a puzzle in a massive jigsaw. And if there's a hole, then we notice that it has a knock on effect. So we've all got our different shapes, but we fit together. And that's how, that's how we are on our planet. You know, we're all so very different, but we're all living on this one planet. So we've not got to work together on this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think you're right. And, you know, actually, whilst we can all do a little bit just by ourselves, we're a lot more powerful together, aren't we? And And like you say, actually, in order to really be effective when it comes to solving difficult issues concerning biodiversity crisis, the climate crisis, kind of got to pull together here haven't we it's going to affect all of us so so yes it sounds like there's some great ideas there now you did touch on funding the fact that actually people aren't very well off at the moment possibly some of the people who you're most keen to reach not going to be able to afford anything lavish if they're funding this themselves are you able to give help with advice for funding if they've got ideas for a project Yes, in, in the short answer to that. Um, we don't physically have money to give. However, there are various pots of money out there. And um, as I'm, I'm from a, a long-term community background and have worked with voluntary groups in the past and, and, and funding providers, I, I know that whatever idea someone comes up with, there'll be something somewhere that they can tap into. And we also have really brilliant organisations that voluntary services provide. So we've got the Centre for Voluntary Services that we've got in various towns around Hertfordshire, certainly around the country. I'm working closely with um, Community Action Decorum, and they again have access to resources of where you can find funding. People have heard of National Lottery, but they may not have heard of make the Soil Association who do a scheme called Food for Life get-togethers. And they've got little pots of money for small groups who want to either grow their own food, vegetables and that. So maybe some funding to buy some tools, but equally at the other end of the scale in terms of food and how sharing food brings people together so much you know if you want to put an event where you want to bring people together to share some food then there's funding for that so that's just one example but there is so much out there so again 
my role is is signposting, if you like, to say you know, you you come up with an idea, there'll be somewhere some way that we can get get the resources needed. Having said that, you don't always need money. Don't always need money, and this is something we don't put value on. But our time, our enthusiasm, our ideas, our passion, those things are priceless. And you bring those into the mix and you can achieve all sorts of things in terms of, you know, say you decided you wanted to build some raised beds in in a part of your community. You know, there might be uh, someone who works for a, a building company and they say, well, we're just about to chuck away all these railway sleepers. You know, you can have those. Um, and things like that trying to see barriers to things are just a hurdle that you've just got to find the steps to get up over it indeed well it sounds like there's lots of exciting possibilities there and and as you say actually with with a little bit of time and a lot of enthusiasm it is amazing what you can achieve isn't it so with all these lovely micro projects that you're hoping to kick off as part of next door nature how will this benefit the wildlife trust's nature targets it's about getting an extra one in four people interested. So every small thing that we do is going to have an impact. And this is where I get into a, an argument with myself about quality and quantity when it comes to recording data. And as often, especially when we've been given mon- money from a funder, they'll want to see results. And you've got to prove that this has happened in this short amount of time. Well, we're coming to realise that that's very unrealistic expectation because what we're doing here is going to have a very long-term effect and we can't necessarily see that certainly not in two years not in five years maybe not even in 10 years however if we link it into overall well-being and that sense of achievement the fact that an individual person has realized that they do have some power they can do something about it. And and the way that boosts your natural serotonin levels in your body is then going to have a knock-on effect because you're going to leave your house that morning feeling just a little bit better about the world. And you may not snap at your child when they come out of school and they've lost their PE kit, for example. It's like, okay, we'll find a way around this. You know, you might sort of get on the bus and and be really cheery to the bus driver and and all those things are going to have this massive ripple effect which we can't put down as facts and figures at this time but it's a feeling it's going to be such an amazing feeling for everyone it does sound like it it really does so if, if we're inspired and who couldn't be inspired by what you're saying here what's the first step to actually getting our own next door nature project started well just get in touch go to our website and there's lots of clues on there my my email address is is readily available for people to get in touch you know and and if i don't know the answer i'll know someone who will but it doesn't ha- even have to be as big a step as that it it could be just having a conversation with us and saying, well, you know, every day I pass this bit of land. In fact, someone's done this with me recently after um, I was at the Decorum Climate Action Network conference back in November and someone got in touch and said, on my way to the train station every day, I go past this patch of ground and it's just seems to be barren and it's just weeds on it and stuff. And, and, you know, is there anything we can do about it? 
so I'll start that conversation and say, I'm sure there is, you know, we might find out well, who actually owns this piece of land, get in touch with those people, then find out if the, uh, the first person who's contacted me knows anyone else near where they live who also feels that way. So it's about involving the, the local parish council, council, the local groups that are around in that area. So people that already meet up because they're part of a particular community to see if they've noticed it as well. We could get together and maybe do something about it. It might just be that you do something, like I say, in, in your own personal space, your garden, your balcony, your patch at the front there. Something I did myself and I've, I know other people that have as their front garden, they turned into a bit of a vegetable patch during the lockdown it was a wonderful way to start conversations I think the first thing to do is ask a question and you might just ask it of yourself in the first instance and then get in touch with us if you can't think of anyone else and we'll carry on that discussion and see who else we can pull into it Lee thank you so much indeed for telling us about that my pleasure I was speaking there to Lee Ellis, Wilder Communities Officer at the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. And if you'd like to find out more, then simply Google Next Door Nature and you can email Lee on lee.ellis at hmwt.org. Now, I'd love to hear any ideas that you have. Do get in touch via email. I'm on amanda.yourworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix 92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be back with you at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.